Welcome to the Maximus Podcast with your hosts, Joe Sabula and Bobby Maximus. We are live from Las Vegas. I, I, I guess I'm live from Las Vegas. So you're <laughs> live live, live to Tate. <laughs> That's what they say. Tate, whatever this is. Um, I am here for something called the SHOT Show. Uh, it's a really big military gun, uh, I want to say convention, but it's like a like a show, if you will, uh, for retailers. So uh, Joe and I are going to do an emergency podcast tonight. And Joe, I have no idea because I've been traveling and mm-hmm. trying to prepare to come here. I have no idea what the hell we're going to talk about. <laughs> we are going to talk about training your partner. So what happens when when you're all about fitness? What happens when you're making huge changes in your life? But your significant other isn't, and the dynamics that can occur there. I feel like this is a trap. It might have you, be. <laughs> have you been talking to my wife. <laughs> so, um, anyway, we got We got to pay some bills. Uh, sponsored today uh, because I'm at the Shot Show by Lalo Tactical. www.lalo.com. Use the code Maximus twenty for a, for a bit of a discount. Uh, the best in in workout shoes, tactical shoes, tactical boots, and we are also sponsored by Nitor Protein. www.nitorperformance.com. The code is Maximus Podcast for twenty percent off. Again, we like the twenty percent number. I don't know why it seems to work for people. Mm-hmm. So go there, buy some protein, and then finally. Get your ass over to the MaximusPodcast.com. Join the inner circle so you could talk to your best friends, uh, Joey and Bobby, every damn day. Exactly. Uh, workouts, uh, nutrition information, support via text message. Uh, well, not text message, I guess, whatever the kids, DMs, yep. uh, DMs. Uh, discussion, tablets, and you get access to a whole community of wonderful people. So now that the bills are paid, Joe, let's get into this, I, I think, this trap that you're setting me up for. <laughs> I feel like I've talked about this. A lot of people are going to hate me after this episode. <laughs> well, so so this was actually suggested by uh, by an inner circle member, Sarah. So thank you, Sarah, for 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 this. Uh, she was out at the seminar uh, that we did last December at the the Maximus certification, uh, and she brought this up. And I think it, it's actually really good. Uh, and the more I think about it, like the more important I think this topic is because a lot of the episodes, like if you listen to the first uh, what episode, this is fifty nine that we're on already. Like the other 58 episodes are like how to take care of your own business, right? How to manage your own self, how to how to start training, how to keep training, right? All the positivity stuff that we always focus on. But one of the hardest questions that people have is like, that's great for me, but what about like the people around me? And so if we're talking about like your your support group, we've always said you have to be willing to cut like toxic people out of your life. But what happens if you're married to that person? Right. What happens when it's that husband and wife duo? Right. And, you know, the wife decides to go to the gym and get fit and she's doing all this stuff. But the husband is starting to resent it like that creates a different kind of situation that you just can't cut people off from. And so the question here is, is what options do you have for trying to help another person kind of come around? I'm, I'm going to say at the top of my head. Divorce or therapy? <laughs> I think those are both definitely options. Um, the the divorce option probably being the one that most people, uh, I'm, I'm assuming most people would want to avoid. Um, yeah, so maybe we should we should talk a little bit more so, about okay, avoiding no, that. Like, but without an outline or know what the hell we're talking about, the reason I say that, Joe, is because 
first of all, why would you want to be married to someone that doesn't have your best interests at heart? Well, so, so think of it this way, though, Bobby. What if you were married to someone and then you changed, right? So, so maybe you were both very similar people at a time, you know, and maybe you've been married for a decade or two decades, and you're, you're, you've come to a point where you're like, you know what, I got, I have to do something better. And and so you do. You listen to the podcast. You do what we say, and you get up and you start crushing it, and you're doing great. And here you are, 130 hours into your journey, you're looking good, you're feeling good, but the other person is aging, the other person is complaining about the nagging pains, all the negative stuff that comes from the non-Maximus method lifestyle, if you will. Okay, so, so I, I want to interject because I get all that, but all I can think of is like I'm driving a Prius and then someone magically drops off a Ferrari or a Lamborghini at my door and I'm going to complain about that? <laughs> like I but, get the change, I get the change thing, Joe. Yeah. I understand that, that, that when your wife married you, you you looked like who, who's 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 the guy with the long hair and the muscles on the romance books, Fabio. <laughs> Fabio. <laughs> I, I get I get that when you I get that when you got married, you looked like Fabio. You had like a twelve pack. This 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 chest. You looked like a Greek god, and then now. You're short and fat and bald and you smoke cigarettes and you eat Doritos and you've completely shit the bed. I get how someone could be upset with that type of change. Right. But if 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 I'm with somebody and they all of a sudden are interested in bettering themselves, uh, I'm assuming I'm going to reap the benefits of that somehow. Mm -hmm. Like I, I don't know about you. I want my wife to be hot. I want her to look sexy. I want her to feel good, to have more energy for the kids, to to be in love with herself, to, to, to feel good, to be confident. That why that's why I say divorce, because if you're not you don't want the best version of your partner, like what the hell are you doing in the marriage? And then therapy, because the person who who wants to hold their partner down, they have some deeply rooted problems with themselves. Yes, and and I think that's a really important thing to keep in mind because we are not responsible for other people, right? We can only be responsible for ourselves. And so there is a very, very fine line, I guess, that you have to walk between whether you're trying to change your partner or whether you're just trying to manage your own shit, right? Now, you the way that you said that just now, um, that's kind of the story with me and my wife where we'd been married for a while, she got pregnant, I got shredded, right? That's when I went through my transformation was while she was dealing with all the body changes from pregnancy. And now here we are two kids later and, you know, I've got this poster of me hanging on the wall looking jacked, looking good. And yeah, she does appreciate that, you know, and she said as much, but it also makes her a little bit self-conscious. And so I can't hold her feet to the fire and say, well, I did this. Now you have to do that. Because that's me putting my my shit on her, right? True, but I I think the appreciation of your of your what's the word I'm looking for? Godly Man- physique. I was gonna say <laughs> mantasticness <laughs> should should outweigh um, the the negative feelings about herself. I, I think initially that that's kind of the reaction is like, you know, you, you've kind of won the lottery, 
right? Like you married somebody who was like, oh, they were great. You loved them. Obviously, you got married. And then all of a sudden, wham, they're amazing. And like, what did I do to deserve this? But then that gets to be the thing is over time, you know, and, and again, we're, we're dealing with like pregnancy here. So she did gain, you know, baby weight. She, she wasn't able to work out throughout her whole last uh, pregnancy when my little guy Max was born. Um, and so there is time. There's a lot of time there that, that the other person can reflect and start feeling like, you know, can I even do that? Um, it wasn't easy for me who had owned a gym for almost a decade before I finally figured my own stuff out and was able to get to that point. Right. So now somebody else is suddenly starting that journey and there's this like constant daily reminder in their face and there's really only two ways about it. And so you're, you're kind of hitting on one of just like, you just have to embrace it and go with it because like now, now everything is aligned towards that. Everything is aligned for you to jump on board because your partner is already leading the way and you should just follow. But I think there's also just psychologically, there's a lot going on because you weren't that person. Maybe you never planned to be that kind of person and you feel a little bit coerced into it. And so there's a lot of interesting dynamic in that relationship. Now, from my point of view, I think it's really important to, to keep in mind that I'm not responsible for what my wife does. If she wants to go and put the same amount of work I did in, that's her choice. I can't make that for her, right? And so I think when you're dealing with your partner, uh, you can only be responsible for what you bring to that partnership. And if your partner's being resentful, if your partner's being a jerk, if they're not playing along, right, if they're trying to bring you down, then that's their choice. And if it's their choice and that's what they're choosing to do, then you're right. It may be a case where, like, you need to get some, some counseling, because the only other option there is that this relationship has changed too much. It was based on the wrong things to begin with, and, and the other person is not coming to terms with that. Well, it, it kind of reminds me of like the, the, the thing where – and generally this happens more with men than women. But a man is married to a woman. Uh, they make about the same amount of money, and then the woman gets a big job promotion. And now all of a sudden she's like the big breadwinner. She's making right. more – She's more successful in her career. And rather than be excited that their household all of a sudden has an extra, I don't know, $25,000 a year mm -hmm. in the house and they can go on vacations and, and live it up. The and, and usually I say this is the man because men can get insecure about this stuff that they're all of a sudden angry and resentful and jealous that they're somehow not as good as their wife. Yeah, yeah. And I – I, I'll tell you, Joe, if, if, if Lisa and, and if Lisa, you're listening, please, please, please make my dreams come true. If you <laughs> if you want to go out and make a million dollars a year and I never have to work a day again in my life and, and, and Joe and I can shut this podcast down and, and <laughs> not have to do Internet stuff and, and not have to go to work every day and, and just play the Witcher video games and, and – and, and uh, <laughs> like Dungeons and Dragons and work out all the time. Let's well, do this. shit, like, babe, you better get your ass to work. You better make me that money. Yeah. Like I, I'm, I'm being funny about it, but I'm excited at that point. I don't really get how you would be put, put down. And then the other thing, Joe, cause I was there for the transformation you did, you know, your wife could look at it as being resentful or sad or whatever. And I don't, I don't think she does. But no. the, the other thing is, is you could also make an argument that Megan really helped you do that. Like yeah. she, she had a part in, in, in building this piece of art that, yeah. that was in front of her, either by watching the kids or supporting from the sidelines mm -hmm. or, or, 
like the unsung hero of the story. So, if you so will. Maybe, maybe that's yeah. your way in, right? Maybe that's part of the thing is like, you know, no man is an island, right? So I wouldn't have gotten to where I've gotten if you hadn't been there to support me along the way. So you, you're already really a part of this. Maybe that's your way to help somebody get out of a, I guess, internal funk and see that they're already part of something. Like if my partner can do this, then I can do this kind of a thing. Yep. And I think it, it goes back to a lot of the other stuff that we talk about on the podcast, right? I mean, all the way back to like episode one, episode two, episode three, where we were talking a lot about uh, facing adversity, right? Being willing to make a transformation, believing that you can make a transformation, and even just the core values that you bring to your relationship. You know, my uh, my wife actually texted me this morning because uh, she had uh, she had a little Max at preschool, and uh, there was some activity they were doing with all the parents. And it had to do with identifying your family's core values. And she was trying to get a text message through to me while I was at work. She's like, what is that thing you always say? What are those values? And I had a reminder. It's the courtesy, integrity, perseverance, self-control, indomitable spirit. Yep. And so we, we have that as like core values in our family. So that's something that we have the ability to refer back to. And so if, if my wife decided that she was going to go off and, and make a major transformation and become this drop-dead gorgeous thing, and I decided that I was just going to be a resentful jerk and complain about how I'm older than her, I'm fatter than her, I'm, I'm less happy. Like, where's the courtesy in that, right? Where's the indomitable spirit in that? So she can reflect back on that and, and put that on me and say, no, no, you need to embrace the core values that we've already decided exist. But that yep. only works if you've already decided that those things exist. Well, and if you're mature enough to recognize them, because even if you have listened, there are plenty of people who have core values. Um, we'll call them religious people that live by a little book. Uh, <laughs> I think it's called the the Bible or whatever the it's called, but the Bible. <laughs> but um, you know, there, there's plenty of people that have a list of core values, but they're not exactly following them. Joe. No, no, and and, and I I would not call those core values. I would I would say like you know those are words that you pretend to live by. Yep. Like the ones that you embrace are the ones that you actually live by. And and, yeah. and that was the whole point of that that podcast was like those words, they were given to me through my experience in martial arts. Like anybody who's done taekwondo or karate probably has heard that exact same list. But I embraced that list. I made it part of who I was so much so that I brought that to this relationship. Yep. And like I teach that to my kids, you know, and I, and I have my daughter recite that when we're practicing taekwondo together. Um, so So I'm hoping that they'll also embrace those words. But again, you can have as many words as you want, but if you don't live them, if you don't believe in them, if you don't practice them, they're just words. No, and it might be hard if you're mired in a in a in a hurricane of, of self doubt and loathing yeah. to even recognize them if you've had them, right? Like that's right. that's a really hard thing to do. And so that might be a therapy thing because I would if if someone felt like that, I'd feel bad for them. I've actually changed my view on haters. I uh you know me, I go at these people hard. Mm-hmm. We're hanging out with Gunner and he's like, you go after haters hard. <laughs> yeah, I hate these people. I want to fly around the country and fight them all. Yeah. But I've kind of switched lately where I feel sorry for them because imagine living in a world where if somebody else was winning, it means you're losing. Like yeah. we've, we've talked about like our, our business partnership, if you will. And, and my my greatest thing is I just want you to have nine gazillion followers and be on the internet so I can like all over the place so I can ride your coattails. Mm-hmm. I, I I don't I don't I don't really care about oh he's outshining me. You hear all these stories about how like 
you know, one rapper's jealous of another because they stream more songs or one person's upset because they make more money or you have people that are working together in the same industry and one person's pissed because of an opportunity. Just like, just pick me, just bring me along. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, when, when people hate you for being successful, um, and that's what this kind of goes back to, like if you're, if your wife or your husband is upset at you because you're all of a sudden getting fit, they, I, I really think they need some help and, and it's your duty to help them because they must be a really sad person. Yeah. You know, on the inside anyway, like I, like I said, and, and it can't, I can't imagine not being like, imagine watching Jojo do Taekwondo and you're rooting for her to lose because right, you, yeah. or, cause I, like, I, cause I never got to do Taekwondo. Right. Like parents live, parents live vicariously through their kids. They don't like root against their kids because they're yeah. getting opportunities they didn't have. Like, like to fail. And so I can't imagine doing that to your partner. You know, Joe, I used to train. Uh, I came up with a term called termiting for this. Okay. I used to train a couple who uh, he started training and getting fit. And, and she really didn't like it because now when they went to parties, he got all the compliments. Yeah, yeah. And, you're looking good. You're, you're, Hey, Hey, you know, so-and-so when are you going to hop on the workout train and be like your husband and started to make her really resentful, but she didn't even have the emotional IQ to just flat out tell him she was resentful. She started doing this thing I call termiting and it's like eating the floorboards out from underneath you. Mm -hmm. One day you just fall through where she knew he had to work out at four and she would plan family things. She would doctor's appointments that he couldn't miss she would and really start to monkey with his schedule so eventually what he did is he's like fine i'm just gonna work out at five in the morning when you're in bed Mm -hmm. so she couldn't monkey around with it despite the fact that most days she didn't even wake up until the time he got home she was still pissed about it yeah yeah like i i just couldn't i couldn't at the time i'm like this is really messed up and he tried inviting her to the gym. She wouldn't come. He, you bought her a gym membership. She was mad that he bought her a gym membership. Mm-hmm. Like it was just, there, there was no give. Like she just wanted him to, you know, for whatever reason, maybe she thought if he got too, too beautiful, like if the, if the inner swan came out that maybe he'd leave her. Right. Maybe, yeah. maybe it was like, she didn't want to do the work. So she was mad that he was, maybe it was, uh, her ego was threatened. I mean, it, it, but it's kind of crazy when you think about it, because I, I feel like no matter what physical condition I, I'm in, I want my partner to be their best self. Well, and I, I think it speaks volumes to the relationship because because I've seen this even just owning a gym where like a wife will come in and she's working out and the husband wants nothing to do with it. And the wife is in there becoming the best version of herself, becoming a better person, right? Becoming disciplined, seeing the results of that, becoming strong for the first time in her life. And the husband is losing control. And you start seeing their relationship really struggle. And I've seen relationships completely fall apart because some husband is trying to control some woman and then he realizes he doesn't have control over her anymore. And she realizes that she's been being controlled and like, there, do you really even want to save that relationship at that point? Yeah, well, and, and this goes this goes back to to even more than looking good. Then and wait, this goes down to like what happens when somebody gets a hobby? Mm-hmm. What, because there's a there's actually a meme. Uh, a buddy of mine uh, posted Tom DeBlas the other day. 
And it's really funny, Joe. It's a meme of a girl crying. And she looks really, really sad. And it says, I'm looking it up right now, tired of sitting around waiting for your boyfriend to get home from jujitsu class? Try getting a fucking hobby. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean though, Joe? Like like I I don't know about you, but I want my wife to enjoy herself and have some hobbies. And and that's the other thing. Sometimes it's not even about looks or the working out. You're just mad they're doing something. And And you're bored. Well, we, we've talked about this just just dealing with, with friends, with like your social circle. But like when you're putting work in and you're becoming better and you're seeing the results that you're hoping for, like people start to sabotage you because your efforts prove their diseffort. Well, right? The reason Karen from accounting is going to talk bad about you behind your back is because she's not willing to do the work and you are and that makes her look bad. So she has to do something to knock you down to her level. Joe, who's Karen and how did she hurt you? It's time for you. It's time for you to talk about this. Names come up a lot. I want to get to the bottom of this problem that you have with Karen. I know nothing. <laughs> you know? Um, but but you know it's it's funny but, too. Well, that we're going to save that for another episode, Bobby. <laughs> what Karen did you, Joe? But the other the other thing that I'm hearing you say, and it's funny. Like I, I get that you can feel resentful, but it even flies in the, in the, in the face of logic when. Your example about the gym where the husband's mad, his his girl's going to the gym for two hours because he's losing control, but yet it's okay for him to go to his buddy's house and watch football on Sunday for eight hours. Yeah, yeah. How the hell does that work? Yeah. And we have all been in the situation where our spouse has said, do you really need to go do such and such this morning? Yeah. Like you, you go out for a Friday night game night and it's, it, you really need to go to game night on Friday night. And then the next night your spouse is out with her friends. Yeah. And, and, and that works reverse too, because husbands do that to women, but it even flies in the face of logic because it doesn't make sense. Yeah. Yeah. You know what well, I mean? And, and, and I mean, when you're dealing with relationships, like these, these are the kinds of red flags that your relationship needs work. You know what I mean? Oh, for so like, sure. So like, I would say like step one in this situation is you, you've got to come to terms with it. Like you've got to have that conversation. You have to be able to sit down and say, this is what I'm seeing. This is how I'm feeling. Can we work on this? And then step two has to be you've got to give that a little bit of time to sit. Yep. Because if it's a relationship worth saving, you owe it to be patient with it. For sure. You know, you know what I think could actually preempt a lot of this, Joe? Hmm. A talk in advance. Yeah. Because most people have – when you're talking to somebody, you think they know everything that this is going to entail. But they don't. Yeah. So to give, you, to give you an example of that, hey, Joe, you want to start a podcast? Yep, let's do it. I just assume or you just assume if you were the one asking the question that I know everything that's going to get into it. Yeah. Or going to go into it, Right. What you should do is not assume. You should say, all right, Bobby, you said yes to doing a podcast. Do you realize we're going to have to record every week? Mm-hmm. Yes, Joe. Do you realize that if you travel, you might have to do a podcast at an inconvenient time? Yes, Joe. Do you realize that one of the podcasts might get lost and we have to redo it even if it's midnight? Yes, Joe. Like It's almost like you have to go through every scenario with me. So that when one of those things happens, you can point back to that talk and say, mm-hmm. well, it seemed pretty clear. Yeah. Yeah. Because 
some sometimes it's like, hey, hey, Joe, I'm going to start going to the gym. And you're thinking, OK, this is going to be like twice a week. It'll last three weeks. She'll quit. It's, it's not going to be. And then all of a sudden, five months later, it's every day for two hours and she hasn't quit yet. Yeah. Yeah. And now you don't like it. So it almost helps like my, my big communication tip for this. And it's something that Lisa and I have started to do in our marriage is when we talk, like, for example, this trip to Vegas, am I going to be OK to go to Vegas with a, with a, with a four week old baby. Yes. Are you sure? What's it going to feel like when it's midnight and the baby's up and you don't have help? Is that going to be okay? Mm-hmm. Yes. All right. What's going to happen when there's no groceries in the fridge and you got to go grocery shopping with two kids? Is that going to be okay? And so we went over all the scenarios so that she could do an educated yes, if you yeah. will. Yeah. But I mean, and then what that allowed us to do is preemptively deal with a lot of those situations. So before I left, I went to Costco, Whole Foods, uh, a grocery store called Smith's, which is like a Kroger, and just loaded up the fridge. So let's knock that one off the list. Yeah, yeah, um, that's that's wise. I like that a lot. Like started attacking those things in advance so that she wasn't left overwhelmed because it's hard to, hard to be home um, yeah. after two kids. And by the way, if you deal with that after, you know what you're left with? I call it the two-way resentment street. She's she's pissed that she got home left with the kids. Yep. And I'm pissed that I had to leave and come to Vegas. Yeah. I don't like traveling. And then what do you have? Two people that are jealous of the other person's situation and working against each other and instead of working together to try and problem solve. So so maybe we need to preempt this preemptive talk by saying you've got to have a healthy relationship to begin with. Yep. Well, like for sure. if, if your relationship is based on, you know, mutual respect and communication, then a lot of these issues aren't issues anymore. Because like you said, you start to identify things, you're able to kind of work them out. So I want to I lay this out in a way that, that, that kind of flows. So number one, you've got to, to have a healthy relationship. You can't just be faking it, right? So you do all the self-work, but you also have to include your partner in your self-work because you're doing this together. Step two one of you decides you want to make a change, talk it out. Talk it out and try to figure out where where the, the potential issues are and see if you can address those ahead of time and make sure that you can refer back to that conversation as we've already discussed this. Yep. And then, then if issues come up, you got to be able to have that uncomfortable talk that says, we spoke about this. And then give it time. Let the other person come around because emotions aren't rational. I try to remind people of this all the time. Emotions don't have to make sense. That's just what you're experiencing. But time does heal a lot of wounds. And so if you're having an uncomfortable conversation, hey, I just want to bring this to your attention. We spoke about this. Let it sit for a while. Don't expect somebody to change instantaneously. Give them a week. Give them a month if you, if you can afford it. Give it time. And then what you can do as a, as a, as a couple is kind of evaluate that situation and make a decision based on that evaluation. And once you've got a decision about how you're going to go, then you can act together to try to rectify the situation. And that just depends on that evaluation. So you may end up in therapy. You may have to bring a third party in to help mitigate the challenges you're having. It may refer back to things that you've already discussed, already worked on, and you already kind of know how to fix and yep. so maybe you don't need a therapist. Maybe somebody just needed to have that little uh, that little come to Jesus moment, right? By the way, I want to say this. There's nothing wrong with going to therapy. No, not at all. Not at all. If, if I could give any couple advice 
it would be go to a therapist once a month as like a prophylactic to problems popping up because I don't think there's a marriage in the world that hasn't went through problems or oh, no. almost ended in divorce. Yeah. Because it, it, everybody gets stuck. So why not just go once a month? Like you're, you're checking with a personal trainer so that you don't get unfit, right? Yeah, like right. almost as a way to keep your marriage fit uh, and healthy and, and go talk to a therapist about this stuff. So it comes up, you make agreements and you're done. So, so let's use this example. Let's say uh, you've got an accountant who marries a lawyer. Yep. The accountant is one of the best accountants. The lawyer is one of the best lawyers. Which one of those is also a registered therapist? Like neither one. Let the therapist do their job, right? Let the person whose job is to help people communicate do that and you can still focus on being who you need to be. Like why would you even not want that in? If if this was a service that was available, if there were therapists who just like donated an hour of their time once a month to help me and my wife just sit down and, and like, hey, how's the relationship? Why wouldn't you do that? I go, I go every day. Yeah. Like just have somebody to talk to, to vent mm-hmm. to, to try and try and communicate because we talked about people changing, but the reality is you're going to change over 80 years. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Or 50 or 60, like however old you are, I'm, I mean, I, I don't know if I'm glad about it. That might be the wrong term. Cause I, I have always had a lot of self-love, mm-hmm. uh, to the point of, I don't know, class one narcissism or whatever, people <laughs> call me but, um, I mean, I love myself at 27. I love myself now, but I don't think I'm the same person. And if I was, I'd be kind of sad. Yeah, yeah. After having a couple of kids and getting married and and, and being in business and then all the shit I went through, I would hope I'm a different person. Yeah. I would hope you're a better person even. Yeah. Because not not everybody changes for the better. That's like part of why this podcast exists. No, for sure. So – Go to a therapist and like talk out your stuff and, and, and figure even, this out. Even more practically, if you had the choice to sit down with like a licensed, educated therapist or like, I don't know, your neighbor, like who would you rather talk about these issues with? But nobody wants to go to the therapist. They just go to their neighbor. They go to their buddy. You know, my buddy who's a truck driver is somehow going to give me good advice about my marriage. Wow. Even, even if he's got a great marriage, that's fine. But like, why wouldn't you want to go to the professional? This this goes back to the last podcast, Joe, where you sit around and ask your guy friends yeah. or ask your girlfriends what advice they would give you, and really, they're just going to fill your head with bad ideas, yeah, and 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 lead you down a bad path, or they're going to tell you what you want to hear. Well, and that's so what you're I, hoping, right? Because I don't need a therapist; I'm already right. I can I hear the talk, you know you you're you're mad about Megan because she's working out now, and you go to your buddies for Thursday night poker night, and you're like, can you believe her having the nerve to leave me with the kids two hours a day, and they're just going to get all riled up? Yeah, she's selfish. Yep. It's going to be like, and 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 some listeners will get this reference, some won't. It's going to be like a meeting of no ma'am in Al Bundy's garage. <laughs> What it's gonna is what it's gonna turn into. If you if you don't know what that is, you need to oh, that back. needs that needs to be the image that we use for this episode. But, we need a picture but, of that happening. That's what it's gonna turn into. Yeah, she's selfish. She doesn't. And now you've just been galvanized by your war council. Yeah. When when really you need somebody like me in your life because I would tell you, Joe, you're really complaining that your wife is gonna get hot. That's really a problem for you. Yeah, right. 
Like, really? Are we having this talk, dude? You, you don't want your wife to be in better shape. You don't want her to look like she did when you were married. You don't want her to feel better. What the hell's wrong with you? Yeah. yeah. Like that would be, that would be the proper advice, but that's not what those people are going to say. No. And, and again, I think that goes back to everything that we've talked about for the past year that we've been doing this podcast is if you're the kind of person who's going to resent somebody for doing better, you're not the right kind of person. Like you need to change. No, for sure. And, and, and when you're in a relationship with somebody who desperately needs to change, I mean, you can lead the horse to water, you know, they got to, they got to do the work. And if they're not willing to do the work, then there's a cost associated with that. And it's not always something that you get to choose. It's not always under your control. And you may also, so, so there's two sides to this. I, I want to like, I think, I think give advice to, to, to both sides. Mm-hmm. So let's, let's start with the evil side first. If you're wait, I should, <laughs> let's start with the people who are wrong. <laughs> yeah, let's start with the people that are wrong. The, the, the people who need the help. Right. So if you are at home and you're listening to this podcast and you have a problem with your mate, your partner, your best friend bettering themselves, you have the problem. Yes. You need to do some self work and examine where that comes from. And you have to be honest about it too. Yeah. You, you, you can't really be mad your partner's gone an hour a day. That's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Like use some logic and think where does this really come from? That's number one. Number two, go be honest with your partner about it. In a moment of vulnerability, say I and use I statements, not you statements. I've learned that you statements uh, are inflammatory. Yes. But say I feel insecure because you're getting in better shape and I'm scared you're going to leave, leave me behind. Give your partner a chance to talk to you. Chances are if you have the emotional maturity to do that, all your problems will go away. That's yes. number one. Yeah. On the other side, if you're the person who's in the right or the good party in this case, <laughs> I shouldn't word it like that. You know, we lose incredibility. But if, if, if you're the person who's, whose partner is mad that you're bettering themselves, you need to hold a boundary. Yes. I will tell you it won't stop there. And and I think that creates a runoff effect where, Joe, you quit working out, you you, you quit Taekwondo, you, you you quit playing the guitar, you quit doing, you know, Friday night game night, and then three years from now you're miserable and then your marriage is filled with all kinds of other problems. Yes. So you hold that boundary. Now it it doesn't just have to be a no. You can say, listen. My workouts Monday, Wednesday, Friday are not up for debate. I'm going to do it. But is there something you'd like to do on Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday that 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 you want to go do for yourself? Or fine, Monday, Wednesday, Friday doesn't work for you. What are three times during the week that do work for you and mm-hmm. I'll make it work? Like yeah. you can you can come to some sort of compromise, but it's not I'm not gonna quit my thing. Right. Let's just let's just work out a way that we can do it together. Or how about you come with me? And the the beauty of that is if you start providing a person with multiple logical, reasonable solutions, and they still don't want to do it, the truth will be revealed yeah. about about what the real problem is. We'll know who the evil party is. Yeah, who the wrong. <laughs> but you know what I mean, Joe? Like yeah. if you're like. Like at some point, they're going to have to come clean and say they really just don't want you to get better. Yeah, yeah. Because it's it's okay working out after school 
doesn't work for you because you're alone with the kids. What about if I wake up at four in the morning to go, well, you're in bed. Mm-hmm. Well, do you really want to do that? Yes, it's important to me. You won't even know I'm gone. Well, I don't want you to do that either. Can you explain why not? And eventually they're not going to be able to explain it, Joe. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, so, yeah, so no, no answer will suffice, right? Yeah. So it's like, Hey, listen, but hold your boundary because you do not want to be in a relationship where someone is preventing you. I mean, I, I think about my experience. Lisa's got really into powerlifting mm-hmm. and, and, and listen, I'll say this about my wife. She really supports me and I love her for it. At the same time, I have never told her she can't go to a powerlifting meet. Right. Yeah. I never told her she can't travel out of town. I've never told her like, well, I don't want the kids for a week when you're going away to California to do powerlifting. Like go have a good time. Enjoy yourself. I can't mm-hmm. imagine it, it being the other way. But if I did, she's got to have a boundary with that. Well, and I think too of like how much the powerlifting has actually like helped Lisa become like yeah. who Lisa is. Yeah. Like she's a better person for, for getting into it because all the stuff that she used to struggle with, like yep. powerlifting, put that shit in check. And if you took that away from her, like where else would she go but back to what she knows, which is dysfunction? Yep. And that would not be good. That would definitely not be good for your relationship. But I would love to I would love to be a fly on the wall when you walk into the room and you tell Lisa that you think she should give up lifting weights, grow her hair along, you know, get her nails done and and, and, and wear more pink. (laughs) Yeah, listen, we're in a 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 situation where we both support each other. But even even if I am that supportive of her with powerlifting. She could be the type of person that would turn around and tell me she doesn't want me to do jujitsu. Yeah. Or she doesn't want me. So it's it's funny because you you try to play the game of you think that by being supportive you get support back. That's not always the case. Yeah. You know what I mean? Now I'm lucky because she does support me, but that's why you also can't play games like that. Well, if they're not allowed to do this, I'm not going to be allowed to do this. And, and, and if you do this to me, I'm going to do this to you. That doesn't work. It doesn't teach anybody a lesson. Yeah. And like it, it ain't about keeping score anyway of like, well, you get this, I get that. You know, like that that doesn't help a relationship either. And again, it goes back to all that self-work stuff. Yep. You know, so if one person in the relationship is doing 90% of the work, like something's wrong. You know, like I'm really trying to better myself. I'm trying to be a better husband. I'm trying to be a better human being. You know, I'm trying to do better in my career. I'm trying to improve all these areas of my life. And the one person who's constantly knocking me down is the one that I'm married to. Like that needs to be addressed. Well, and that's the person that should respect your differences, by the way. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like, because you're, you're going to get what, what happens when you're the couple, Joe, that you're 27, 28, 29, 30, you're always going out to the bar and then you hit 40 and you don't want to go out anymore. Mm Mm-hmm. What your partner's going to divorce you? Yeah, like you can't, man. You got to be real careful with that, and it's a slippery slope of of getting onto that. I'm not going to support you. Well, and expecting that you're going to be capable of managing all of that stuff without some kind of outside help is ridiculous as well. That's that's putting way too much on you. Oh yeah, it's 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 a big thing. Like I love the movement we had in society that it's okay to go to therapy. Mm Hmm. And I think about this, like I know therapists, like I'm friends with people who are therapists and if they were having those problems, they would not assume that they could handle them themselves. They would go to another therapist. Yep. You know, if, if a cardiologist is having heart problems, he's going to go see another cardiologist. He's not going to like try to perform surgery on himself. No. That would just be stupid, right? 
So like understanding, like these are complicated things and there's a lot of, of nuance to them and finding somebody who's well-versed in that stuff is, is a gift yep. and, and take advantage of that and don't, don't feel shame because you need to ask for help. The stupid thing is to not ask for help and try to fix everything yourself. Yeah, it's, it's a ridiculous idea. And I'm glad you brought that up, that even therapists need a therapist. And they yeah. will tell you that. Yeah. Like therapists have a therapist. Mm-hmm. You know? So any any closing advice for the people about kind of what to do? I mean, it, it seems pretty simple, but I, I guess it's just we wanted to let people know you're not alone. Yeah. This, this happens. But like really – you just need to communicate. Yeah, and talk. just just have the talk. Like, really, just start the dialogue. And and again, recognize kind of you're not responsible for fixing everything in the world. So don't be afraid to say we need outside help. Yep, and do that. Do that thing we suggested where you preemptively, anytime you're going to take mm-hmm. something new on, preemptively talk about it. Yeah. How are you going to feel if I'm gone three days a week? How are you going to feel if I really like it and I want to go five days a week? How are you going to feel when you're home alone and I'm gone? How are you going to feel when someone compliments me at a party and not you? How are you going to feel? Like start addressing this stuff in advance so you can have an agreement. Yeah, and, and, and be patient with your partner, but don't be a doormat either. Yeah, don't don't let them – you don't want to be with somebody. And I've seen this happen to, to, to friends of mine, Joe, where their boyfriend or girlfriend – starts putting on the restrictions. Yeah, yeah. And like no 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 no. There we we have some boundaries set. I am doing this. That's not changing. You have you know, you, you can take your time and wrap your head around it and we'll revisit this, but you're not you're not there to be pushed around or controlled. That's not what it's about. Set you know, those boundaries uh, and maintain them. Yep. Now that you say that, Joe, we're our own worst enemy when it comes to that too. Yeah. Cuz everyone knows what it's like that first 3 months of dating somebody where you're willing to give up your guy's night. Yeah, yeah. You're willing to give up your wrestling practice or your taekwondo practice. You're willing to to skip something like football on a Sunday to hang out. And then all of a sudden, this person's now in love with you and invested in the relationship and you want to buy that real estate back. Yep. Well, you can't, it's really hard to do that after three or six months or a year of telling that person that wasn't important to you. And now all of a sudden it is. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's the other thing. Like if there's something you like doing, do it. And and by the way, if someone – if you're not doing that, the reason people don't do that is because they're trying to impress people. People should love you for who you are. Mm-hmm. And and if some girl or some guy is not going to want to date you because you, you watch football on Sunday or you have this thing you do on Thursday that you really like doing, you don't want to be with that person. No, the, the, the relationship is doomed. Yeah, so don't skip the gym. Don't, you know, I, I wouldn't do it because it just sets a really bad, I mean, Joe, that, that's kind of, if I'm willing to skip the gym all the time to hang out with you, all that says to you is the gym's not important. I have a question for you, hypothetical. Maybe we can end on this note. Yep. But let's say, so let's say you, you never met Lisa. Yep. And some beautiful, beautiful, gorgeous supermodel actress comes up to you. This is a trap. My wife is a beautiful supermodel actor. I'm just saying. Answer you, the question. Just You're going to answer this question, yes or no. She <laughs> wants to marry you. She wants to take care of you. You're going to get all the money you can imagine, but she wants you to quit working out. Hell no. Simple, right? That you was know easy. your priorities. Yeah, I'm so glad that wasn't a trap. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, and boy, am I glad I met my current wife. Blah, yep. blah, blah, blah. <laughs>
Ooh, that was a close one. You know? No, no, I, I, I know what you mean because it's, 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 it's asking you to do something that's contrary to your very nature. Like it's a super important part of who you are. Bobby Maximus, who doesn't work out, is not the Bobby Maximus that's my friend, right? He's not the Bobby Maximus all of the world has come to know and love. He's not, not, some schmuck. Not only that, Joe, this, this said woman um, that, that who loves me so much, she wouldn't love me if I gave that stuff up either. Yeah. Like it's kind of like sticking to your principles when you get in an argument with, uh, with, 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 with somebody like, you know, you don't want me to go against my principles because then I wouldn't be who you fell in yeah, love God with. God damn it, Karen. Jesus. You know what I mean, Karen? <laughs> but you know what I mean by that, Joe. Yeah, yeah. Like for real. if your wife came to you and asked you to steal something or asked you to do something dishonest and you were like, no, I can't do that. Like that goes against my principles. She can't be mad at you. Mm-hmm. Like that's why – and by the way, if you do that, she wouldn't love you anymore because you'd be a different guy. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So this has been good. So hold your boundaries and if you are the one that feels – if you're the wrong person and you feel bad about your partner getting success, you need to check yourself. Because remember – In every relationship, there is a good person and a purely evil person. And make sure you're the good one. (laughs) This is true. It's all about, at the end of the day, just one-upping the people in your life. (laughs) And there goes any ounce of credibility we had between this and the last episode of the podcast. I was was actually going to end the the podcast by saying I'm the the goat of podcasting and then (laughs) off. Before you could offer a rebuttal, but then you could just edit that shit out. So yeah, that's that's my my uh, my one little little ace in the hole is I'm the one who edits these. You're just <laughs> you could you could make it sound like Joe is the goat. Of pop- <laughs> Joe, that's not my voice. Yes, it is, Bobby. It's <laughs> a total deep fake. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, you guys. We will talk to you next week. Uh, in the meantime, if you want to uh, find some supportive people. In the, all uh, the good people are members the of the inner circle. All the good people are members of the inner circle. The Maximus Podcast.com. Check it out. Yeah.